Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey everybody, this is Richard Deitch and welcome to the Sports Media Podcast. My producer is Patrick Antonetti. Our guest this week, uh, I'm pumped for this podcast. It was a lot of fun to talk to these guys. Conrad Thompson and Jeff Jarrett. Conrad Thompson, of course, has become the uh, essentially the podfather of wrestling nostalgia podcasts with all his, um, with all his people, Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard, Kurt Angle, and uh, Tony Schiavone. List goes Arn Anderson, and it goes on and on and on. And his latest addition is Jeff Jarrett, the uh, the Hall of Famer. Uh, you know him if you are a wrestling fan from WCW and TNA and the WWF slash WWE. Of course, they are now the co-hosts of My World with Jeff Jarrett, which focuses on Jeff's uh, career as a pro wrestler, as a promoter, uh, and a company owner. Jeff Jarrett, of course, uh, multiple generations of Jarrett's have been in pro wrestling. And this podcast takes uh, takes listeners just, you don't really have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it. It takes listeners behind how do you start a podcast, how do you look at the marketplace and see what's out there, and how do you differentiate yourself, what kind of downloads are they getting, how they can monetize those downloads, and some of the strategies that they used to try to create a little bit of a of a space in the marketplace. And in Conrad's world, that marketplace is tight. You know, he himself has a lot of wrestling podcasts, but uh, but Jeff's podcast has done really, really well right off the bat. It's a great listen, and I appreciate those guys coming on to take me under the hood a little bit of how their podcast started. So Conrad Thompson and Jeff Jarrett, co-hosts of My World with Jeff Jarrett, coming up on the Sports Media Podcast. All right, as I said at the top, I mean, this is going to be the longest intro ever because of Conrad Thompson's uh, growing empire. He is the host of seven immensely popular wrestling podcasts, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, Grilling JR with Jim Ross, Arn with Arn Anderson, The Kurt Angle Show with Kurt Angle, and The Reason We Are Here, My World with Jeff Jarrett. If you're a wrestling fan, you certainly know Jeff Jarrett is. Third-generation wrestler and promoter. Uh, starred in the WWE, WWF, WCW, NWA. Total nonstop action. Um, Global Force Wrestling. Luba, Lubra, Lucha Libra. And he's won over 80 championships in promotions. I think I might have gotten that from Conrad. And uh, just an incredible performer. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Uh, brings back some great memories for me as a younger person. And he and Conrad Thompson have, have teamed up for My World with Jeff Jarrett, which takes listeners through Jeff's Hall of Fame career. And that's why we're here today. We're going to sort of discuss how this podcast came to be. When I've done these podcasts before with Conrad, people are really, really interested in just how he's, um, how he's developed these successful podcasts. And Conrad Thompson, Jeff Jarrett, welcome to the Sports Media Podcast. Howdy, folks. Double J here. That's J-E-double... Oh, sorry about that. I just... 
I, I love when, that, Jeff. When, when Conrad didn't jump in and say, hey, hey, folks, it's Conrad Thompson here. And welcome to my world. And we couldn't do it out with the Hall of Famer. Sorry, Conrad. I stole your line. I'll let Conrad. He takes the lead on this dance. Well, no, you're the big star, man. Listen, I'm, I'm the John Stockton. You're the Carl Malone. I'm supposed to get you the ball, but Richard just got you the ball. So I'm just over here like Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, if you ain't first, you last. So, um, with that being said, this co- podcast, Richard, I no, all kidding aside, we had a lot of fun before we rolled, uh, before you push play and record. Uh, but no, uh, all kidding aside, um, I certainly, and I think Conrad does as well. We appreciate your interest in sort of, uh, I said, you know, hearing the story behind the story and how this all came to be and timing and um, looking forward to chatting with you today, Richard. Appreciate that, Jeff. And it's very nice of Conrad not to not to have a guest uh, guest host come in and fill his role on this podcast. Very, I appreciate <laughs> Paul that. was unavailable coming. today, so I had to do it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bromwell, not here. Thank you, Con. All right. So, Conrad, let's start here. Um, my, my sense is that you and Jeff probably had met prior to commencing the discussions about doing a podcast. So if you could, in sort of like an abbreviated fashion, um, take me through um, when you and Jeff first started interacting, and then we'll get to like the real process of when you two started discussing as to how this might work. Well, I never actually met Jeff until the very first live something to wrestle. It happened in Orlando, uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2017. And he was our big surprise guest. Bruce had started singing that silly with my baby tonight song on all our shows. And I thought what a cool finale it would be to have Jeff Jarrett actually come out and sing it with us. And we had like a little prop hat made for Bruce Pritchard, where instead of a light up JJ, it was a light up BP. And we sang it with swaggle on stage and the fans went home happy. But prior to that, I had never met Jeff. And as a wrestling fan, I hated Jeff Jarrett, but that was his role. You know, I was supposed to hate him. He was a heel, but I just was like, no, I don't like the person. And then I got to meet the person and I was like, wow, I was totally wrong. This is a a charming son of a gun. I went from hating him to, I think I want to be this guy's friend. So eventually uh, he reached out to me. I would, let's say, fast forward to the next year. And he saw that I had announced that we were going to do a big wrestling convention, sort of piggybacking all in. And, you know, Jeff and I like to go back and forth with hypothetically, uh, in our real life. And he said, hypothetically, what if you put that thing on pay-per-view? So he pitched me on putting Starcast on fight and we became business partners right then because he had, I guess, an advisory role with fight. And, uh, We did a great, uh, we made a great team Uh, accidentally. We didn't know that that would be the case, but he liked working with me and I liked working with him. And then of course he went back to WWE, but around that time in 2018, when we were working together, I would pepper him every now and again and say, you know, Hey, you know, that would make a good story for the podcast, or this would make a good story for a podcast. And Jeff would always be coy and say, interesting, but I don't think he really ever got it. Uh, and then, you know, circumstances changed and there was an opportunity and he hit me one day with hypothetically, and, uh, I was just tickled to see his name come across my phone because I thought, oh, this could be it. And I've often felt that fans didn't understand who Jeff Jarrett really was and what his story was because I didn't. And I sort of fashioned myself as the first listener of our show. I am our target demographic. So if I was able to learn to love Jeff Jarrett. I knew our audience would too, and that's proven to be successful. All right. Before I get to Jeff Conrad, so when would you say the, 
like month and year, when did the first real discussion start about, okay, we're going to go from hypothetical to, you know, we're going to put a plan together uh, for you to become part of this sort of podcast network that I have. I would guess it would be March of this year, six months ago. Jeff, would you say that's close? Close. Uh, and I, I don't want to jump in here, but um, l- let me say this, Conrad. I'm going to jar your memory. Do you remember me appearing on the Bobby Bone Show, which is a wildly successful country music show? But do you remember the show and tell that I had on the Bobby Bone Show, Conrad? Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to well, <clears throat> kayfabe that, but Jeff <laughs> made an appearance on a wildly popular radio show that also had a video component. And I happened to be personal friends with a, a famous belt maker who was Reggie Parks protege. And he made a lot of belts for WWE and TNA and things like that, but he's a Memphis guy too. So anytime Jeff does something, it comes across his radar. He saw it. And what he saw was, Hey, wait a minute. That's not a replica WWF intercontinental championship. That was his real one from 1995. So me being me. When I have that information, I started peppering Jeff with, Hey man, how's it going? Good to see it. Dot, dot, dot. So about that belt. And of course, Jeff would always, you know, shut down the belt. And when he would shut down the belt, I would pivot to the podcast and it just, we breathed new life into it last year, but nothing ever really happened on it until things got a little more progressive this year. And then what do you know, a, a belt thing happened and a podcast thing happened. And now here's Richard happening. All right. So Jeff, let me, let me ask you this. How much you, you, Conrad mentioned before you guys, um, you partnered, uh, for fight. And so you, you, you had some understanding or at least some working knowledge of Conrad as a business person, how much did Conrad's previous success with Bruce, with Tony, like give you a proof of concept that, Hey, like this guy's already had some very successful podcasts. I know they're making really good money in this space. Like, this could work. I, I wonder, was his proof of concept the reason where you were like, okay, I'm going to jump in, or was it something else? It was. It, I mean, it's a number of things. That's why the the Bobby Bones. Uh, the, it, that's just a, a a small little piece of trivia that that was another thing that was sort of divine intervention. But um, at Starcast, uh, I was you know when when I heard the the general lineup of it and and just sort of the rollout of it. And me and the fight guys were talking, I'm saying that is some, I want to see this stuff. And if I want to see it and Eric and Bruce did a debate on the Monday night wars. And, and you know, if, if, if you can go watch this on fight, go watch it, but it was so damn entertaining. And it's all about stuff that t- happened 20, 20 years ago, but me and Bruce have a relationship and, and I would sort of pick his brain and, Hey man, you make any money at this, but I, Richard, I was, the idiot and, and just completely discounted it. Like, I don't know, that's not for me. I've told my stories in the dressing room and Conrad, um, for whatever reason has really gotten me to open up. I've always, I've never told my story, never, not only thought there wouldn't be any interest in it. I had no interest in that's for plane rides and bus rides and car rides and locker room talk. I just was never really interested in telling. I grew up in the industry. Telling stories is is really a part of what we do, but I didn't think there was, I'm a businessman. I didn't think there was any monetization in it. And again, just didn't have a lot of interest in it, but StarCast got my brain thinking a little bit, but then, okay, I discounted it and, and really didn't give it any second thought. But I've told this story, Richard, multiple times. Um, 
leading up to it, <clears throat> you know, during the pandemic, that's the first time in my entire career that I was home for more than 60 or 90 days without literally leaving the house or going to the gym, you know, never left Hendersonville. Uh, so I'm not a TV guy. I like sports and that's about it. But I watched the last dance and watching that and like even catching myself, like I really am going to sit here for four hours and watch four consecutive episodes. I was so engaged on how that was produced, the story. And those were 20 year old stories. I'm a basketball junkie, a huge Michael Jordan fan, but just how all that rolled out, sort of a light bulb went off. And I'm like, there, there's the story behind the story. And this connected the dot and that connected the dot. But that, you know, that took place in, we'll call it the spring summer of, of, uh, of last year. And then sort of fast forward along, like Conrad said, and one thing led to another and me having my running conversations with Bruce and then me just kind of finally pumping the brakes and saying, all right, Conrad, just like you said, let's talk about this in real business terms. And when he sort of laid out um, anything from merchandise to live events to YouTube to Westwood one. It's, it's much more than, as you know, Richard, turning on a microphone and push play. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a real platform with a, a real business and we haven't even got into the ad free component, but that's the, t you know, it, it's, that's the kind of thing as a wrestling promoter or business mind that, um, highly engages me in, in the product. And, and I come to the podcast recordings, um, I don't say just like I prepared for a match, but in a lot of ways it is game time and that energizes me. And that is something that I know that if I'm going to have, whether it's, it's a fan and look, talent, listen to it. It's, it's crazy that people listen to it, but if they're going to listen to it and, in, and, and invest their time, whether it's an hour or three hours, I'm going to, by nature, give it my best in, effort and, and quote unquote, give them their money's worth. And so that's, that's kind of how things came about. Um, probably gave you a little bit more answer than, than you asked for, but uh, that's where it went from Starcast to the premiere of my world of May of this year. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Conrad, I want to, uh, before I get to the content, so I'll get back to Jeff on that, I want to ask you some business questions on this. You've always been incredibly honest with me on this podcast. I do understand, though, um, if there are some things that you, you really just don't want to get super granular, granular on, to use one of your phrases. Uh, 
I, I understand that. How many downloads right now is my world, uh, generally speaking, averaging? You know, it's hard to say, you know, how you're going to measure it. Cause a lot of people will just say day one, some will say in the first week, some will say in the first 13 weeks, the benchmark to be a player in, in the podcast space that I've always found is, is a hundred thousand. Now that's not to say that, you know, you can't be a, a player at 30,000, but I think the barrier to entry to, to monetizing any podcast is probably 30,000. And I would say, you know, like our Owen Hart episode, it's around 350,000 right now. Uh, and, and that was one that stands out to me because it was so special to us in the first week of downloads. I think we're probably getting around 110. Uh, but you know, it, it fluctuates based on the topic. And what's been interesting is on my other shows, like when we first did TNA with Bruce Pritchard, those shows were blow away rock stars, but they TNA at the time was in, you know, all of the news because there was a lot of back and forth with Dixie Carler, Carter and, and Billy Corgan. And it was just a mess. So wrestling fans just couldn't get enough of it because it was controversial and it was topical, but on all my other shows since. Anytime we bring up TNA, the downloads aren't there. That is not proven to be the case necessarily uh, with my world, but we did do something that was a risk early on where we got very granular about how to start a wrestling company. I mean, from, from raising funds and just the, the minutia. And we had never really done that before, but I thought, you know, if I don't have this conversation with Jeff, who else could ever tell that story of how to start a wrestling company from absolute scratch? Of course, there's Tony Khan, but I don't think he's going to be sitting down and doing a podcast like this. And candidly, it would be a totally different story. So I, uh, I went long form on that. And that maybe was a little bit of a risk. I think we did see a little bit of listener fatigue towards the end. Uh, but once we got back on track and we were talking about more topical things like the Hulk Hogan bash at the beach, we were right back where we were. So I would say at our lowest, we were probably doing 70,000 for some of those in the first week or so. Uh, but you know, we did the Hogan one and it was back over 150 in the first seven days. Is there a realistic ceiling in your opinion for what, what you may be able to, to get to on a, on a fairly weekly average? Well, I mean, I think, uh, obviously the space is, uh, is very active and a lot of that is, uh, well with me to blame, because as you said, I've got seven and, and, and I'm not done. Uh, so I've, I've created some of my own competition, but I do think we're getting unique perspectives and there's a whole lot of folks and it's almost become a running joke between Jeff and I that will send us tweets. Even to this day, that would say something like Jeff Jarrett, I hated your guts my entire life and thought you were a hurt, a huge piece of crap, but I heard your podcast today and I've changed my mind. Keep up the great work. So it's like the most backhanded compliment ever. I hated you, but now I love this show, but we routinely hear that. And I do think that we had to overcome a little bit of a, oh, Jeff Jarrett, I'm not listening to that. And even when we first promoted the show, I said, I know what you're thinking. I have another podcast, but hear me out. And then I tr tried to sell sort of my elevator pitch for Jeff Jarrett. And I think that has worked. So when people try my world, they don't leave. You know, if we were building a website, you and I, Richard, we would look at something called a bounce rate. Okay. A lot of people are coming here, but how many people just immediately leave? The good thing about my world is when they try it, they stick with it. And, and that has proven to be the case. So I don't know that there is necessarily a ceiling. I think podcasts will continue to grow. I read an article the other day that said that, you know, the media spend or, or the advertising spend in 2020 was like 750 million, but in three years, it'll be two and a half billion. And I think that will continue to grow. So I think that 
we'll get more and more adoption for podcasts. And I think that there's enough content and enough meat on the bone, as I like to say with Jeff, that I don't think that slows down. So I think it continues to build, but I do think it's incremental. I don't think we go from say 150 this year to 450 next year, but I think it's realistic that we could be at 175 next year and maybe 200 the year after that, et cetera, et cetera. One more business one, and then I'll switch to Jeff. Um, can you uh, give my listeners a, sort of a sense of, of where you can monetize? Obviously, on the main podcast, you have um, advertisers who uh, you know um, come in, and you'll do live reads or you know taped reads. Chew it and do it. I love Conrad. I use that in my life uh, still when I talk to my friends. They don't they don't understand it, but it's it's such a great line. Um, and so you also have ad free, which I thought again, this is where you as a podcast player, I think, are always uh, uniquely um, interesting and a lot of times ahead of the curve. Where you just sort of created this world where I can get your podcast without advertising. I can interact with the 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 stars of the podcast like Jeff and Tony and Bruce, and you create what you sort of ended up creating was you created this like unique club, which which is the whole ball game for podcasts. You want to feel like you're you're part of something unique and you're part of this club. So in terms of and again, you don't have to give actual dollar amounts, but when it comes to monetizing for you and Jeff, wh- where's the bulk of this? Is it from the the podcast in terms of the advertising that comes in, or is this separate business that you have now where you can really make money? And obviously that includes live events, et cetera. Well, listen, I'm going to give you the same answer. I always do the real money. The bulk of this uh, revenue comes from selling mortgages. And I know that still has a lot of people scratching their heads that I found a way to make you know, sort of nostalgia wrestling podcast dovetail in with mortgages, but that's my motivation for doing these. I want to sell mortgages. And I realize that the average listener looks a lot like me. I don't mean physically. I just mean, demographically, they're about 40 years old. They make a certain amount of money they live in a certain kind of house. They have a certain kind of debt. And that is our target demo. So we continue to produce content to sell mortgages from my side. Now from the actual business side. So I guess time out there, if you're listening to this and you want to really grow a successful podcast and make as much money as you can find a way to promote your other business and grow it that way. I don't mean go do a mortgage podcast. I didn't do that. And the reason I didn't do that is frankly, no one cares. No one would listen, find your passion and then drive traffic to your other business through it. That's what's worked for me. That's number one. Number two, we have Westwood sell ads for us and we have a deal with Westwood where, Hey, if we're not sold out, we have the opportunity to go fill some of that space. And we hired a guy out of St. Louis who runs a a cluster of radio stations and has for a long time. And he acts as our salesperson. So he'll go out and sell ads from people who just listen to the podcast and want to buy direct and also from his agency contacts. So we're running about 50, 50 Westwood sells about 50% of our ads. And, uh, and our direct guy sells about 50% of our ads. We'll also have a, a monetized YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a merch site where it's all done through Shopify. So we're not stocking and shipping ourselves. It's all done on demand, but the biggest piece is, is what we called ad free shows. Now in reality, it's just Patreon. I, I didn't want to go hire a webmaster. I didn't want to develop an app. I didn't want to develop a website and it'd be buggy and clunky and people be paying for something that quote unquote was broke or didn't work. So I wanted to just use someone else's existing platform, funnel as much content as I could through there and try to create some experiences. That was the goal with Starcast. 
not just, Hey, here's a bunch of folding tables and a stack of eight by tens. Like every other wrestling convention does nothing wrong with that. We did that too, but I wanted something unique. So we had unique backdrops. We had something we called the eat and greet. So you got to have a meal with these guys. And when I say backdrops, I mean, it looks like you're on a set of an old wrestling show with these guys. We brought actual ring use titles in, not a replica that you could get from WWE for $200, but that guy's actual belt from 1986 or what have you. And we also let people do silly things like, Hey, put on a Ric Flair robe and, you know, stand with the rest of the horsemen and hold the big gold belt or what have you. Uh, so we just wanted to have a unique experience provided that really money couldn't buy, you know, and that really came about from being a young person. I heard a lot of people at like a family reunion over in Mississippi talking about their famous or their favorite Elvis song or their favorite Elvis concert. And then my grandfather said, I gave Elvis a ride once when Elvis, before he was Elvis, uh, he was hitchhiking and, uh, it was because his car had broken down. He needed to get to some fair. And what do you know? My grandfather came along, gave him a ride. And then he gave him a 45, like, Hey, mister, I, I don't have anything to pay you, but here's my new album or what have you. So he had a real Elvis story. And I feel like that's what everybody wants is they want a story. Oh, I met so-and-so this one time and here's what happened. So it just so happened right time, right place. I couldn't have ever planned it, but we were getting a lot of flack for, Hey, I love Conrad's podcast, but there's too many commercials. And then what I hear is, man, we hate that Conrad's business is so successful. Now that's not what they really mean, but we have impeded their enjoyment, but we're blessed to have so many advertisers. So how do we serve better serve them? It turns out the easiest thing to sell our listeners is not penis pills. Uh, it's actually more of us. So we just started putting bonus content, interactive experiences, and we started doing zooms right when everyone started doing zoom for work, because we started at the very beginning of the pandemic. We didn't know that, but we launched in March of last year. And what do you know? The world changed. So now all of a sudden, Zoom is the new normal. People can't leave their house. People are not getting the same normal social interaction they might. And candidly, a lot of wrestling fans were what I would call closeted wrestling fans. It's not like they would go to the work the workplace and talk about, hey, did you watch Monday Night Raw last week? They didn't want anyone to know they were, quote unquote, still watching wrestling. This created a little community of wrestling fans who now have a whole new group of wrestling friends. And so we started to plan events around that and it's just been a, a bonanza and Patreon's done a study on us. I think we're in the top 50 uh, creators. And, and, and at the time we had been doing it for like eight months and we were right away near the top of the list. And it was based on that experience we've over delivered. So we've added multiple shows, lots of new content, lots of new stuff, not changed the price point. And the result is, we're like double the size subscriber count of, of, of the second biggest wrestling Patreon, but revenue wise, it's not even close. Those guys are charging five and $10 a month. We're charging up to $99 a month and getting five-star reviews in the process. Wow. That's, I appreciate that. That's really interesting and in depth. All right, Jeff, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to head back to you here. Just one bit sort of all go ahead. Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the business side, and I don't know what you're about to throw at me, but another thing that really attracted when I put on my, call it my business cap and sort of thought through this professional wrestling. I've produced content my whole career, but it, whether it was Saturday morning in Memphis or being a part of raw or SmackDown or nitro, once that episode is over, it's kind of boom. It's, it's in the library. Uh, Conrad's vision and, and all of our podcasts, the term evergreen is used. 
And so just yesterday, I did an appearance this weekend and I'm going by the dry cleaners and there's a guy right in our demo, probably 32, 33. He says, Hey Jeff, love your podcast. Oh, great. Blah, blah, blah. What do you listen to? He said, man, I'm just starting episode five or six. And so that's early June content. And here we are in September. So the, the component, and I say all this is that I, I think that makes it so unique and that free community. And then the podcast Conrad has the, 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 the super seven, if you will, but the content we're creating is evergreen. So this time next year, me and Conrad talking about bash at the beach, it's still relevant to someone who hasn't heard it. Um, and I, I think that's a, really unique component in the world of professional wrestling because wrestling is not evergreen, but, but, but the, uh, ad free family and the podcast are. Jeff's a great point. I mean, I can tell you that, uh, I've gone back and listened to your episode. Um, the, you know, the famous bash of the beach episode when, um, you laid down for Hogan and, um, and I've done that with, uh, JR's, uh, in fact, Conrad, you'll like this. When CM Punk came to AEW, I went back and listened to, the uh, grilling JR that you did uh, with Jim on CM Punk because I wanted to just sort of relearn about his history coming up in the business. And that was great. And that was keyed off by a real-life event that happened with Punk going back to AEW, and then I went back to listen to that episode. So Jeff is totally on that. Jeff, here's what I want to uh, um, ask you a couple questions on, and that's sort of the the content of your podcast. One of the things I really appreciate about, um, about what you and Conrad, um, do if on my world is that you, you really come off as honest on this. I mean, maybe you're working me and kayfabe and all the audience, (laughs) but, but I just like your story, like the, there's detail in your stories, you're self-deprecating, you're critical of yourself at times, but I feel like I'm really getting under the hood, which is what I want from this podcast. And my th- my thought, again, you can tell me I'm wrong. I think it really works because at the moment you're not affiliated with any promotion right now. And that you could sort of, you're speaking free and easy. With no disrespect to Bruce, and I think Conrad would even acknowledge. Just, that podcast has changed since Bruce has gone back to to the wwe and i understand it like you just you pull a little bit of punches because you're getting paid by that organization so i wonder from your perspective like do do you agree with that do you agree with that sort of thesis that like because you're not technically part of a promotion right now you're free and easy to sort of speak about these things that happen in your career and and not really worried if somebody listens to it and that might have some kind of impact on on what they think of you heading forward let's say you know, Richard, I, I, I hear you, and I can't say that that maybe on a subconscious level may be a factor in there, but I, I think probably first and foremost at the very top uh, of that is is where I'm at in my life. Uh, it's no secret in uh, 2017, um, a really, really dark period in my life. Uh, it's been documented, and we've talked about it, but sort of coming out of that, um, and where my headspace is at and knowing that, look, I can do the tap dance like anybody. Um, but, but how entertaining is that? Um, what good is it going to do, um, from an entertainment level, but also look, if, if I can, 
I don't get too too deep into this, but I don't want to say help folks, but I'm, I want to tell my story. I want to be raw and open and honest about it. And if I am rigorous, honest with the story, that means what you said. I, you know, I've screwed up so many different ways and so many different times um, that that it, it, in a way at times some of this has been therapeutic to me, but it's it's raw, unedited Jeff. Uh and, and I got to tip my cap to my partner in that the way, the, you know, the research team goes and the way we, you know, he, he guides the story. Um, I just, I don't want to say it just makes for a better podcast, but it's again, at the top of the list, it's where I'm at in life. And, um, you know, to get right into it, the stories about me and Vince, it, there was so much, I'll call it BS. I mean, the, the narrative that I held him up is so preposterous. He's the boss. He never had to pay me a penny, but the story was I held him up. So when you really get down to the, 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 the very granular level of this, oh, I laid down for Hogan. Well, what was I supposed to do if I wanted to get paid? That's exactly what I was instructed to do. And the wrestling fan, that blurring between fact and fiction and reality, and we just did a TNA episode. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, and Conray said, hey, Jeff, you were about as powerless as you've ever been in your career this night. I never looked at it that way, but that is spot on. So Conrad's expertise in the field and me being, um, you know, we'll call it d digging deep and really telling the story behind the story that hasn't been told in 20, 25 years is another component of it. But uh, the short answer is it's where I'm at in life, Richard. Jeff, um, I, having talked to Conrad before, I know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's sort of still doing this in some form, but his his preparation for these podcasts was really, really intense. I mean, pages upon pages of notes. Uh, obviously, he has um, access to all the Wrestling Observer newsletters and some other stuff from, um, you know, from from that era, which really sort of sets up all these podcasts. That's how you get so detailed in terms of what's going on. How does prep specifically work for you? Does does Conrad and or his team send you a bunch of notes as to where they want to go? Uh, do you do your own notes? How does how does prep work for you once you know? what the topic of that podcast is going to be. So I, I, I get the framework of the notes, but then that is, it's, I tell you what, and this is evolving. We just dropped episode 21 and uh, preparing for episode 21, as opposed to preparing for three, four or five, whatever it may be, it's evolving every episode, but there are so many things that really, um, jar my memory in, in a really great way and and me thinking okay i'm going to connect it out here and then i'll do a quick google search or this or that and look i like to have fun with conrad about dave Meltzer, but you know me i'll say again growing up in the business and understanding um look dave's got to sell subscriptions he is a businessman just like conrad selling mortgages and just like i got to sell wrestling tickets or pay-per-view buys or, or, or t-shirts whatever it is dave's in the business no matter how you slice it and dice it, of selling newsletters. And he's by far the most successful wrestling journalist in the history of our industry. Hats off to him. But but when I read some things in there that Dave wrote, we laugh and cut up about it, but it also really jars my memory. So I uh, I guess the, the answer is uh, I go off the notes, 
but jars my memory and then I'll make my own notes. And there's some things in there that, you know, Conrad, and, and unless you really know Dallas page, you would have, no one would have really known or cared or thought about it, but he drops one of his legs through the top of the cage, preparing for our David Arquette match in Kemper arena. And he flew a guy in and that's sort of what jarred him into I've got to get in shape in this kind of way and stretching. And that was really the genesis of DDP yoga. Those kind of little stories that Conrad's like, Jeff, you lived it. Nobody knows your story behind the story. So uh, I, I guess it's a little bit of a uh, potpourri, but, but I make my notes based off Conrad's team's notes. One more for you, Jeff. And by the way, Jeff, I mean, you, you know, compared to uh, Bischoff and uh, Bruce, I mean, you, you are incredibly polite to Meltzer. I mean, you know, you're not... Uh, you know, there's not a lot of there's not cursing there's not mother he, there's not motherfuckering i mean you're you're doing you know you're you're that's the the southern gentleman in you comes out uh, there jeff um how, well, go come ahead. On now if, at the end of the day look what dave look at his passion oh yeah so we're not really different i mean and conrad's we're all cut from the same mold of, of loving this world wacky world of professional wrestling and just because my grandmother threatened to kill jack pfeffer doesn't make me really much different. <laughs> uh jeff how much do you you know you're all part of the sort of the 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 conrad thompson you know pod father family here but how much do you listen to the other shows specifically not to be du duplicative you know to, to, to make sure that um your show is sort of a unique content and Conrad sort of said this earlier in this podcast, like, you know, it is, it's a big commitment to listen to all of Conrad's podcasts. And there's definitely going to be listeners who I think just have to make some decisions. So I wonder just, are you listening to the other guys to try to, um, to one, to see what they're talking about and two, maybe to make sure that you're really providing something different, something unique. So I'll tell a little story that Conrad probably, I don't even think I've shared this with him. When the pandemic started, um, you know, my entire career around five or six o'clock at night is when it was showtime. Even when I went back to events this last time. Anyway, well, when the pandemic struck, uh, I said, I've got to set a new routine. So I go walking slash jogging every evening about an hour before sunset. So there was a period of about two weeks that I said, I'm not going to listen to my audio books. I'm not going to listen to music. I'm not going to listen to motivational or whatever it is. I'm going to listen to podcasts. And I listened to a little bit of each one. And, and I found out real quick, Jeff, this is doing you no good because it's, it, it's, I've got to be Jeff's story. Uh, I, I completely trust my partner that he's going to not only guide the topic, but narrate it. I got to be Jeff. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, if you I'll say in probably April and May, uh, I, I did some listing on each of them, but I, I came to the, as a talent, I'll say, this is not, there's no upside to this. Uh, my story, no matter if, if me and Jim Ross do a podcast on Russell kingdom nine, and we were, we literally left Detroit together and flew over there and we're together, I don't say 24 seven, but a, a lot. And we flew back together. Our podcast is going to be different because it's through his eyes and through my eyes, even though it's the exact same event and traveled and worked and whatever, I could come up with lots of examples. So I did early, but I don't anymore. Now the social media component that there's clips of Arn and Jr and Eric. And I, I really believe that, that the, um, I, I believe the ad free and the podcast world, I believe 
and it's wildly successful, but I believe this time next year, Richard, if we have this conversation, we will have grown exponentially. And I think the social media component and getting that snowball effect and a little more traction and a little more traction. And I know Conrad never rests on his laurels. He's a businessman. So there's going to be uh, some more uh, ingredients added to this recipe. And I just think it's going to grow and grow and grow, but I think social media. So I'm really dialed in to the other talent shows via social media. All right, Con, I'm going to book you, book you guys next, uh, next September. So we'll see. Uh, okay. We'll see where you are. Conrad, when do you tape with Jeff? What time, what day and time? Uh, we used to record on Tuesday for the next Tuesday, uh, but then through Jeff's crazy schedule and mine, we got a little behind. So lately we've been recording on the Monday prior, uh, but as you and I are recording, this is a Tuesday and yesterday I had to go to a family funeral, unfortunately. So we recorded on Sunday. Uh, so it's a little fluid, but usually we try to record on Monday or Tuesday as a rule of thumb. When you're doing, um, when you're taping with Jeff Conrad, um, do you, do you guys work under the framework of, I think this is going to be two hours. I think this is going to be three hours, or you just have the conversation and whatever the conversation is, is what it is. It, it is what it is. You know, now don't get me wrong on some of my other shows. Uh, we try to keep them to about an hour because I think that that is, the right length based on our subscriber base and based on the topic. But I, as a rule of thumb, you know, I never try to shorten anything I'm saying on those shorter shows, I'm trying to stretch to get to an hour because I need to have enough space between my commercials. I'm just being honest about the business of selling ads. Uh, but with Jeff, that's never the case. Like the show we just dropped or that came out today is nearly three hours. We didn't need to be that long in order to service our sponsors but we needed to be that long in order to tell the story. And we told the story as completely as we could, but still it left me wanting more. Like when we finished, I was on a bit of a high because I thought it was one of the best shows we had done. But about an hour later, I thought of a question and I was like, damn it. I can't believe I missed that one. So uh, that tells me that it's a good show. If, if I'm still thinking about it afterwards and, and, and I'm still trying to wring the last bit out of the wet rag there, you know, pardon the pun, Jeff's not a wet rag, but I thought, oh, there's one more question. I needed to get that. And I didn't, that tells me, Hey, we're doing something right. All right. One more Conrad. And then I got, got one for both of you guys. Um, you know, it, it strikes me that because this, you, because you love this Conrad, like the, the time that you spend taping the seven different podcasts is manageable. I know you got a business at the same time mortgage was, which is amazing to me. But to me, the real challenge would be the mental space to to sort of uh, navigate all the different information and to make sure you're recharged and giving your best for each of the different guys and just to you know sort of like uh, have the energy levels as high for everybody, even though each of the shows has a different personality. Um, when you're navigating these diff seven different podcasts, what, what are the challenges specifically for you as the, as the host dealing with that much content? Well, it becomes taxing at times, you know, I, I would oftentimes try to record, uh, Jim Ross on Monday because he's, he has to be somewhere on Wednesday for dynamite Tuesday's a travel day for three of my guys. So Monday had sort of become our day. And again, I had to be at a family funeral on Monday. So this past Sunday was, was extra stressful. We start every Sunday recording Eric Bischoff. And then right after I did Jr. And then right after 
I did um, Jeff Jarrett. And I think Jeff was a little miffed with me because we interfered with his Titan game and he would have rather done it first thing. But candidly, I want to almost like a kid at dinner, I want to save the best for last in terms of the topic that I'm most interested in. I don't mean the host, but I mean the specific topic that I'm most passionate about that I think needs the most time and is going to be the most engaging for me. I want to do that last because then I won't have to sort of go through the motions and fake it. Uh, first thing in the morning, that's easy to do. Uh, and, and even a few hours later, that's easy to do. But at the end of a 10 hour marathon recording day, which is the norm, a lot of weekends, I want the last show to be the one I care about the most. So I don't just sort of half-ass it. It's interesting. Jeff, one of the things that, uh, in talking to Conrad in the past, hey, Richard, I'm going to break you up. Again. Yeah, are go you, ahead. Jeff. Are you dialed into the Enneagram personality? Um, you, 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 and I'm just saying this Conrad is cut from a different mold. He just is to, to do, to be this dialed in. And yes, it's, it's, uh, wrestling is his passion, but I still am, am amazed. And, and I know it's driving his core business and selling mortgages, but still to be dialed in on seven podcasts a week, uh, he's cut from a different mold. And oh, if I you're agree. in the- I mean, you saw him. You saw him in that a, that AEW uh, Lost Treasure show. I mean, the you know the guy's throwing around big dollar figures just to get a belt. He's obviously sort of insane in a good way. Jeff. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and I've turned down multiple offers for it, so I made money on <laughs> See, it. See, there you go. That's why you're a good. That's that's why you're a businessman, Conrad. All right, so Jeff, one of the things one of the things that Conrad. Um, I remember him telling me this uh, either two years ago or a year ago. I forgot the date exactly. But you you were always on his wish list of doing a podcast. The other guy he has always been very public about is Paul Heyman. And so I wonder from your perspective, Jeff, um, who do you think is out there? And your career is unbelievable. You've worked with so many people. Who is out there that's not currently doing a podcast that you think could be a a can't miss hit, not necessarily someone who would do it, but who are people out there who you think in the space who are like, you know what, if we ever did something similar with this person, th- th- this would be an incredible addition to the, uh, to the Conrad Thompson family. I wish you would have given me a little time to prepare because off the cuff, but like, and this is, I've learned this since May or, or April, May, whatever. Um, it's that longevity of 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 in the in the industry and like again paul Heyman from ecw to i mean memphis and wcw and ecw and then you know just he was a photographer there's a lot and and obviously cornet has got a lot of history in the business but someone in that vein that um uh, you know, uh, just has, uh, if you've got a short career, it just makes it that much more difficult to really land on good, interesting topics week after week after week. And I also think that, you know, uh, let's face it, Bruce Pritchard's storytelling, he could tell you a nursery rhyme. It could be entertaining. He could read the newspaper uh, from five years ago and it'd be entertaining. So I think you have to have that storytelling ability. So when you, t- when you talk about, um, uh, of that, you know, uh, Jake Roberts, his, so, so his father, uh, you know, and Jake can do a promo and then he's got a story, you know, DP, uh, has got a long run. Paul Heyman's got a long run. Uh, Mick Foley from Memphis, um, 
but you got to have, you just got to have sort of a, a, a you got to be able to tell a story um, in an entertaining fashion, but you also have to have lived that story. Um, you know, a guy like Hacksaw Jim Duggan's been around forever, but, um, you know, he, he did some WCW stuff, but he worked some territory stuff, but you know, Jim does his comedy shows. So I don't know, I'm rambling here, but man, that's a, that's a good question. I wish I had a little time to think on that. Connor, I'm going to ask you the same one. You've, you've always said, uh, Paul Heyman, who I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I think, by the way, you're going to get competition if Paul Heyman ever decides to, no, I'm not. To, you, to you, you shut your damn mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a, mine. I've carved it out. I've you called my up. shot. I claimed it. It's mine. Yeah. It's unfortunately, you don't know Heyman well enough then Connor, the bidding's going to start, uh, they're going to be high, but the one of the things, so as I'm asking you that question, I've sort of posed a different question too. You know, somebody like The Rock, obviously, is so famous, and you would be able to bring a massive audience in, I would think, on name recognition. But, like, from your perspective, like, does that guarantee success? I I mean, I think Hogan has occasionally tried to do some podcasts, and it, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to um, have a long run. So does it have to be somebody like... As Jeff was saying, somebody who's a great storyteller, or are there people out there, let's say like The Rock, who are just so famous, who have been in so many like well-known and famous things that just by the sheer name recognition alone, you'd have a hit? Well, I mean, I think if The Rock were to do a podcast, it wouldn't just be a wrestling podcast, right? It would be about yeah, a lot entertainment of entertainment too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, and and I don't think that that's necessarily in my wheelhouse. You know, if if The Rock ever does a podcast, he'll probably do one with somebody like Bobby Bones or you know, Ryan Seacrest or something like that. It it won't be a wrestling specific podcast. That's my lane. And, uh, you know, I think one of the tricks to business is know what you can do and know what you can't do. And and I, I don't know that I'm the right guy there. Uh, so I do think there is something to having a name on a podcast. You know, once upon a time I did the Ric Flair show and it debuted at number one and yeah, yeah, yeah. But the content's got to keep you around. And for whatever reason, he wasn't as interested in doing a podcast at the time, maybe that'll change now, uh, who knows, but, uh, to me, I, I think the short list still remains, you know, in no particular order, Paul Heyman, Michael Hayes, Mick Foley. Um, and you know, I, honestly, I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about DDP, uh, but you could probably veer off into some feel good stuff, you know, inherently what sells is negativity and, and that sucks, but you look at like YouTube views for wrestling fans. And it's a lot of negative, but somehow Dallas has really maybe created a different audience. You know, our audience is 98% dudes and and I bet Dallas has more female fans because of the yoga aspect and the wellness aspect. And I hadn't really considered Jake. I know once upon a time, Jake had a podcast, but Jeff brings up a great point. He is, you know, multi-generation in the business, had a whole family in the business, worked everywhere for every promoter from Vince McMahon to Bill Watts and everyone in between, and now even Tony Khan. So that's interesting, but you know, I I would really like to do maybe a one-off thing at some point. And we've tried to do some of that with our conversations with Conrad series, but like just picking the brain of Jeff's dad, even Jerry Jarrett, you know, I got to do that with Jim Crockett and I got to do that with Bill Hurd, but Jerry Jarrett would be, he's got so many great stories and so does Bill Watts and, uh, the, the, the older generation I'm really passionate about if we can try to find a way to get their story out there. And I haven't quite figured it out. Maybe it is conversations with Conrad. Maybe it deserves another platform, but 
I don't want when they die, unfortunately, so do their stories. I think that needs to push forward and, and I got to figure that out. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that. I think that's, that's a, go ahead, Jeff. I, yeah. I knew if I had a couple of minutes, I, I could uh, jar my brain, but I did come up with two and, and yeah, you go know, ahead, please. And here's a guy that I've, I've, um, I've, I've told several people this, that I think maybe the smartest man or up there, certainly in a top five, the smartest man in this industry that's been around since the eighties. And he has connected the dots from you name it, Jesse, the body, Eric Bischoff. Uh, I mean, you, we could go all the way up. Barry Bloom. Barry ah, is the agent of all agents that could take you on a story if he was so inclined to get into it. And a conversation with Conrad, I mean, look, I'm going to pitch Conrad an idea. Even if we did a 10-parter with Barry Bloom, it, it's, it's fascinating because he's been the agent to just think about his whole entire run for 30-something years. That's one name. And then another name. Uh, that's been around and a fascinating guy that would be a little bit more than wrestling, but he also had a, a pretty lengthy career um, and was right on top is Jesse, the body. I, I, I would, he's a great storyteller, maybe not three or four years in, but if conversations with Conrad could get Jesse, the body and he's got, he's got some stories. That would be really good. Jeff, you do know this. I know from listening that whenever Jim Ross goes down the political lane, you know Conrad starts getting squirrely in his seat. He doesn't want he doesn't want to offend any of constituencies across the country. So that would be the only thing with Jesse the Body is you know Jesse the Body loves to talk politics and what's Conrad's going to quickly try to segue out of there to like some 1983 show in at the Nassau Coliseum. So that's <laughs> going to be interesting uh, conversation. If I hear you. <laughs> I All hear right, you. Let, last. Look, at Conrad's quiet here, too, because he doesn't want to go down the road. This is why he's a brilliant <laughs> businessman. He's so smart. He's not. He knows. He follows my Twitter feed. He's not going down this with me. He's a very smart man. All right. Jeff, last one. This is just my, for my own fun because I, I, uh, I have a great respect for what you've done. Um, I thought you were incredible at cutting heel promos. And I wonder if you could just take my listeners uh, behind the scenes a little bit. How does one cut a great heel promo? How does one get into that character where um, you want to get heat on yourself for being so disliked? Because like Conrad said, I thought you were really great at that. Oh, boy. I it Okay. At the very top of the list, and I've been asked that question sort of a couple of different ways, but I think it. here's what I always try to do is if I can get the fan to get them to believe that I believe every word that's coming out of my mouth, you go, that is a worthless piece of garbage. I mean, that, that's, that's in essence and short form is that you have to craft because if you go so over the top and I want everybody in this building to leave and look, I've done that a thousand times, but, but you know, you single out a person on the front row and say, I'm not wrestling, <laughs> whatever it may be, but you have to get your audience to believe that you believe what you're saying. That's in essence, I think at the very top of, uh, and I know that sounds so simple, but man, you can watch a lot of folks on TV today and you know, they are reading off a script, memorize off the script and they don't believe a word coming out of their mouth. That's interesting. Yeah. This is why I'm just always blown away by somebody like Heyman who seems to just be able to freestyle, uh, 
you know, at the at the the snap of fingers and get heat on him from uh, from a crowd. It's just like it's such an impressive uh, <laughs> trait uh, gift to me. Becky Lynch too. I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of people in the business now who are just great at. It. All right, Conrad Thompson is the host of seven immensely popular wrestling podcasts. We could see eight soon enough. It feels like if I'm reading between the lines here, something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. What happened when with Tony Schiavone, grilling Jr. with Jim Ross. Arn with Arn Anderson, the Kurt Angle show with Kurt Angle, and the reason uh, for this podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett. You just heard Jeff uh, sort of explain how he started in this podcast. Uh, go on Google uh, if you don't know who Jeff Jarrett is and look up his work. Obviously, there'll be people who are not into wrestling who are listening to this podcast, but hopefully these guys um, uh, gave you something to think about, and they definitely did if you are in podcasting or want some tips. I mean, again, I, I've, I, I say this uh, – um, I, I, I say this very, very uh, happily that uh, Conrad Thompson, what he's created, it, it's almost unimaginable that a mortgage broker from Alabama created this uh, this sports and entertainment podcast empire. But he did it because he's just really smart and he's actually able to see uh, things a couple steps ahead, which is something that, you know, in, in my own world, I wish I could do. Uh, Conrad, listen, man, you've always uh, you've always been generous with your time. Um, you know that I'm a huge fan and I was, remember me, I was there at the beginning before you, the 27 mansions and the, the 50 Ferraris and before Jeff Jarrett came, uh, as part of your stable and Jeff, um, I appreciate all your, uh, your work over the years. Thank you for, uh, thank you for entertaining me and, uh, millions of others. I, I listen to this podcast, uh, all the time. That's totally legit. And I wish you guys nothing but success. I really enjoy it. And I would just say, keep up the great work. Thanks. Slap nuts. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having us, man. It's a great honor to be on your show. You know, Conrad stops. No, 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 seriously. Whenever I, whenever I'm on your show, I get hit up for my media friends all over the country. My sport, Cole Kublik is going to listen to this show. He's never heard one minute of my podcast. (laughs) That is true. He's going to text me. Hey, great job on. He doesn't know anything else I'm doing, but he knows I'm on this show. And so does Dave green. And I, we just really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Thanks, man. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Jeff Jarrett, Conrad Thompson. Check out. My world with Jeff Jarrett. All right, back in the uh, studio to wrap up. My thanks to Conrad and Jeff for their time and uh, uh, taking us behind the curtain. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of that podcast. I'm, I enjoy um, pretty much all of Conrad's podcast, and it was cool to be on that pretty early. So I'm very happy for his success, happy for Jeff's success, and uh, and definitely check that podcast out if you're a uh, if you sort of if you like the behind the scenes of pro wrestling, it's it's really great. Uh, previous <clears throat> podcasts prior to Conrad and Jeff Ken Burns, the uh, documentarian, he has a uh, or at this point now it's concluded a four part documentary series on Muhammad Ali that ran on PBS worth checking out for sure. Gus Johnson and Akib Talib of Fox Sports came on to discuss their new partnership. And now they've got a couple games under their belt. Reviews seem to be going pretty well. And they were absolutely a, a fun listen. Prior to that, Kevin Clark of The Ringer to talk about NFL storylines, sports media roundtable with Kavitha Davidson and Chad Finn. And then prior to that, Molly McGrath, the ESPN college football reporter, on uh, returning to college football reporting after uh, after having a baby. And she's now back on the sidelines. And, uh, and Molly has been really honest when it comes to uh, when it comes to her, when it came to her pregnancy and the challenges that existed when she was covering college football that year and now um, and now back on the beat so appreciate her time and uh, and 
transparency as well. Check out the Sports Media with Richard Deitch um, podcast page on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher. Please leave us a five-star review and some nice words. Uh, that's how this podcast continues. So uh, if you like this podcast, please uh, give us a review there. That's uh, My bosses read that all the time. It does honestly matter. I want to thank Patrick Antonetti for producing this podcast. Thank you to everybody at Cadence 13. Thank you, most of all, to the audience listening. We'll see you soon on the Sports Media Podcast.